All right, yeah, we're back for episode 23. Not 24 or 25 like we thought. Yeah, um, we're much younger than you'd yeah, expect. You crazy. Know? If you, yeah, podcast age, 23. Uh, the Michael Jordan age, the greatest age. I'm thinking about lying about my age more often. You could probably get away with it. I think I could. Uh, if I start shaving again, mm-hmm. I'm, like, good as gold. Um, but, yeah, you can follow us at... Enter the Dojo Pod on Twitter. Josh is at Dogs Live Forever. I'm at Listen Up Nerds, uh, and we're out here as hell, boy. Yeah, yeah. You can follow the podcast Twitter at Enter the Dojo Pod. Did you say that? I don't. Yeah, I did. I did. Okay, I podcast out. Twitter. Uh, I'm back on the podcast Twitter. I'm wiling out on the podcast Twitter. We just had a user survey, a listener survey for yeah, 2018. Appara- apparently, everyone wants questions. me to get fat. What's that? It's, everyone wants me to get fat. Not everybody. That was actually way more of, like, a, a content... There was a contest there. Yeah. Um, people Crazy. are, people Crazy. are excited to see Happy Successful Me, but I think people are intrigued by Fat Josh. Fat Josh would be me, just so everyone has a clear picture of this, me with... Uh, 150 more pounds. I'm not gonna, like, play it safe. No. It's kind of the way it was discussed. Like, they were like, oh, add on 50 more pounds and you're fat Josh. And I was like, no, like, when you get fat, you don't play games. You just get heavy. So, I would add on double my body weight. Yes, which, you gotta double up. Which I'm, like, 155 right now. Yeah. So, I'd probably be 310, but we'll go for an even 3, just because I think if I go over 300, there's probably no coming back. You pushing uh, three bills is wild. I don't even know what that would look like. To be honest, I'd probably look like Ryan Reynolds in that movie where he wears a fat suit. Yeah. Just, it wouldn't be believable. would look like that. I'm sure of it. Or that Tekken character that's like a fat guy who's very stylish, and he purposefully got fat to learn a specific martial arts style. He was like a hot young model who gained like double his body weight to be able to do a certain style of fighting. That is my favorite Tekken character. That's a real move. I think that's a dope move. Yeah, I can't remember his name. It's like Bill or something. It's He looks hilarious. I implore everyone to look him up. Uh, the idea of you getting fat to like do new things, such as physical comedy, is... Yeah. I'm, I was saying you gotta get on that Farley diet. Honestly, if I became a big man to do physical comedy, I think by way of just absurdity it would work out but like the mental and emotional and physical cost of me getting there and then maintaining that would probably kill me yes i I think probably anyone could do it to be totally fair anyone could just become a big man or a big woman or a big they it's really not and it's not hard to get fat no yeah i mean it's not uh but that being said like maintaining that because for me like my metabolism is super high like I eat, a, like, not a lot, but enough to where you would think I would be more heavy than I am, even. Like, I would mm. guess, based on the way I eat, I should probably be more in the area of, like, 170. Okay. Like, I don't know. That's 15 more pounds, but for me, 15 more pounds, I feel like, would go a long way. I'm, I look skinny. So, uh, my metabolism's super fast, and I, I've never been able to gain weight. That's why I couldn't play football in high school... That's why my athleticism pretty much dropped off in high school, because that was around the time where people wanted you to start gaining weight, 
and then also cutting weight if you were like wrestling or like other yeah. shit. And I I had like a super fast metabolism, so I was always super skinny, and it never worked out for me. So then I was like, fuck it, and then I became like a bike delivery guy. Yeah, that was like all that made sense. And then my legs got huge, like, and then the rest of my body was normal. I had like fucking. I don't know. I look like my mom bought my jeans at Walmart because my legs were so big, but the rest of my body was so small. I was like pear shaped. It's like triplets. My boy of Bel- getting thick. Yeah, it was like triplets of Belleville shit. It was so bad. Like, I look crazy. Yeah. That that that's said, we're, cool though. We're we're adding a new section to the podcast called Denver and Chicago Scene Report, where we tell you about shows. It might just be for this week. We did it last week, though. No, nah, we did I, it last week. We'll probably continue to do it while touring season is still going. Because yeah, I, th- I think it's literally funny. all we do is just go to shows. Yeah, I would say so. Because we, even we, though we've started a new podcast to exit subculture in a very graceful way, we will never in. truly exit subculture. Nope, you can't. You're you, in. You try. Um, okay. Yeah, so... First show that I went to this week, week ago today, uh, I went to see Chan, along with uh, This Town Needs Guns and uh, Trico. Shouts out to Quinn, friend of my mine, friend of the pod, I suppose. I don't know anybody's a friend of the pod if they're my friend. Um, uh, he got me in. He's he was working as Chan's lighting designer which was a very sick move uh they had very cool lighting i had to leave pretty quick because i was very tired i drank a whole bunch uh saturday night and then sunday i was like really hanging on for dear life at that show but came hung out uh math rock is not something that i'm used to it's Hmm. very weird Uh, the fan base is weird there's a lot of people who care a lot about merch um, and it's really just kind of like a weird foreign gearhead kind of scene. Yeah, it's a, I don't know, it's like the Silicon Valley of music. Yeah, it is, actually. Because um, there's a lot of people at the show who don't know how to dress well, uh, that are probably very smart and well-versed about what's going on musically. I couldn't tell you a goddamn thing of what was going on. They know all the gear or all the gear for all of Converge's albums, but they don't listen to Converge anymore. Right. Uh, they really care about pedal board lanes, and yeah, they sure. talk about it online. Um, the tour itself had a banner that said "Sponsored by Ibanez." Wait, really? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was like, like so there was like a kind of thing. There was like a Chan banner, but then on the corner it said "Sponsored by Ibanez." Yep. Exactly. <laughs> okay, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's like Guitar Center. It's yeah. Like, it's it, really yeah, what it sure. is. It's the Guitar Center fucking lineup, and I don't know. It was cool enough. TTNG is still pretty cool to see, I guess. Um, yeah. I'd never seen them before, but I think hot take on that uh, music genre. Just not for people whose brains work normally. I think that's fair. Like, I don't want to hear guitar music sound like a computer's insides. No, definitely. It's not compelling. No, I can't it's all really... very paint by numbers, and it's very... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's weird. There's no 
heart and soul to it. It's very robotic. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I can't remember the last time I saw a show like that, but I feel like it was back when I was still living in South Bend. There was a pretty cool church near our movie theater that would have shows, and I think the last math rock legitimately branded math rock show I saw was Maps and Atlases with Horse Feathers. And both of those bands, retrospectively, are very sleepy and boring, but at the time, they felt very compelling. But I was also, like, 18 years old. It was before I left for college. And I I just, I don't know. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah, people cared about merch and stuff like that, and it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't... I think it's weird. And it's not, like, aesthetically pleasing merch or anything. No, it's It's always, like, like, goofy designs you could find on, like... I don't know, what's that uh, t-shirt website that people used to really like? Uh, where you could go and get weird graphic design, but it was like... Fuck, I can't remember the name of it. Do you know what I'm talking about? It no, was like, I don't. Oh, you totally... You definitely know. It was like very big in like 2008, 2009. It had really generic graphic design, but it was like graphic designers making it. And it was like, if you got your shirt sponsored, they would pay you for the design... Uh, uh, I think yes. you The name is like Right on the tip of my tongue We don't have to stick on it But No It, it, it reminds me of that like A lot of this Kind of just felt like I don't know uh, Very 2012 reference But pizza slime Yeah Yep Okay Yeah yeah okay. yeah So a lot of stuff like that Sure um, Not really my thing uh, I don't know I, I'd rather not Give too much talk About Math Rock I think Math Rock Is like real butt uh, uh, friend of the show Harlan got me into Bell and Sebastian with That's Japanese cool. breakfast opening the other night uh, shouts out to Harlan thank you my friend that sounds great great show <laughs> I'm I think I watched five show, songs from Bell and Sebastian and I left that's probably how much I would watch too, but that's um, fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's they fine. weren't playing anything off of Tiger Milk when I looked on Setlist, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to know any of these songs, and I sure didn't. It was very cute. It was the number one Normie GF show of all time. Yeah, I remember you saying that. That's great. It's Dude. like, you just take your normal-ass girlfriend to go see Belle and Sebastian, because she loves Belle and Sebastian, dude. Who doesn't? Me. Um, it's Fair. Yeah, it's just not my thing. Uh, weird reflexive thing is that I saw all of this going on like saw people getting really excited about the band and then I was like so are y'all gonna mosh or like what's the move mm. and no they just st- they just stood there standing still and cheering and I was like that's a really weird reaction to me yeah yeah uh, subculture ruined my brain yeah yeah I mean dude you can start to see the effects uh, in your late 20s. Truly. Yeah. I, uh, on the other side of this, I saw Ice Age and the Black Lips for free at the House of Vans. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, so also Mary Lattimore, the harpist, opened for them. Uh, she's very good. I'm a big Mary Lattimore fan. Uh, I find her music to be very relaxing because as a harp would be, it is relaxing. Uh, Black Lips... You know, I don't like the harp. There are too many strings on the harp for me to take it seriously. There are quite a few. Um, Yeah, so, I don't know if you knew this, but did you know if a harp, even if one string becomes untuned, the whole thing is just wrecked? I'm not shocked. Yeah, so, like, harp, the people who repair harps are in high demand, because there are not many, 
Uh, it's a crazy thing. Harp culture. It's a lost art. Harp culture, wild. Uh, I hope one of our listeners uh, gets into harp culture through us. Harp anyway, culture, yes. Har- harp culture. Um, popular, made popular by Kid Icarus, uh, the Nintendo game. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, Mary Lattimore was cool. She played for maybe just 20 minutes because no one who is drinking free beer and alcohol uh, could stand to listen to someone with a harp for that long. She definitely knew her limit. Black Lips played for so long, and everyone was getting so drunk, and so much beer was being thrown around this room, that I was just kind of like, ah, this band's not for me. I, they're very, like, prototypical, like, as ter- in terms of, like, what the Chicago crowd would like. Like, Chicago people love bands you can just he- drink heavily to and get wild and push-mosh each other. And, yeah. like And, like, be friends with everyone and, like, make a friend in a mosh pit and shit like that. To me... Chicago does love that shit. Chicago loves that shit. Like, and I was watching it and I was like, this is like... This music I don't relate to. This is like Gogo Bordello mixed with Gaslight Anthem. This is bad. Like, yeah, the Black Lips suck a lot. Yeah, and so I... I was like talking to Brandon. I was like, dude, I don't think this is like for me. And he's like, I'm not into it. So we just kind of like kept smashing beers and then... Uh, from across the crowd, I saw the one of the bass player or the bass player dude from Ice Age, and I was like, I gotta ask this guy like why he's touring with them. Like, not in a condescending way. I was just curious, really. Like, they're Danish. This is like extremely a fucking American rock and roll, whatever. So, I was talking to him, and he's like, when we were like seventeen, which really they're only like in their early twenties now. He's like, we used to listen to the Black Lips a lot, and we all thought this is a really American band. And I was like, yes, it is, in a way, a very American band. But it's a weird way to think of rock and roll uh, for me because, like, I was trying to put myself in the position of a Danish person observing American rock and roll that would be considered, like, contemporary or, uh, like, modern. And to have the Black Lips be my, like, focus point for that is pretty funny. But he was like, they have parts that sound like sped up Buddy Holly, but drunk or on drugs. And I was like, true, you're not wrong, but like, I feel like it comes off as really corny, but I feel like it's because I'm American that I think yep, it's corny. It's 100% because you're American. But he was like, he's like, this is like a dream tour for us. Like, we can't wait. Like, this is gonna be a crazy time. And he was like, I don't know. It was crazy. It was weird to see like people fanboying for a band like that but I was like okay sure whatever but Ice Age live uh, I will just say they are way better live than they should even be and I, I had pretty low expectations for that band but they were pretty incredible live like everything sounded amazing they had a like a violin player that absolutely crushed it uh, they they just had guitar, drums, Elias singing, bass, and then a violin player essentially playing the second guitar parts, and it was out of control. It was so good. Uh, I everyone should just go see Ice Age on this tour. I don't know how they've been on past tours, but they seem to just like absolutely crush. And it's yeah. I mean, like I told you, I'd heard only one of two things: either these dudes are fucked up and, like, not good. Yeah. Or they tear the house down. Yeah, this was a... 
definitely like a tear the house down situation because like when Brandon and I were leaving, we were both just like, how was like that band that good? Like, I mean, we, he and I are both pretty big fans of the new record and all the old stuff, but like, this was like next level to a, a place where I was like, I don't know if this band has any business being this good. Like, I would have never guessed that their like record to live show was going to translate better than the record. But yeah, it was cool. That's tight. I, I hope people go see them. I think, because uh, I also found out from, I think like their drummer was saying that at each show they're trying to find like a local artist or an artist that will help them do some sort of installation. So like for Detroit recently, they didn't do an art installation, but they got Wolf Eyes to, to pair with Mary Lattimore yeah. and, and do like a, a psycho jazz set, which is pretty it's... sick. Uh, they, they had like these crazy like red, pink, purple, metallic streamery things hanging from the ceiling all throughout House of Bands. And like, it was some Danish artist that had worked in Paris, like designing sets for ballets. And like, it was really like, it's supposed to be like kinetic art or whatever. So like, they were all blowing in wind in different directions. So there was a room that was just streamers with like bean bags you could sit on on the floor and you would just walk in and it was just like you were stuck in a tornado of like this crazy red purple fucking light stream it was nuts uh i don't know i think they're doing something pretty cool they're doing something a little bit different than a lot of people do on tour uh i would tell everyone to go see them suffer through the black lips to watch ice age just rip it for like an hour great band and then, yeah, I mean, this week, I don't know if you're, you said you are going to the Code Orange New Yeah, I think thing. I am going to go. That's yeah. like, that, yeah, that's, that'll be the second. Yeah, so, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see Vane. I'm excited I'm to definitely see. Definitely excited to see Vane. I'm excited to see Twitching Tongues because I was laying in bed the other day um, with my girlfriend and we, she was like, who is, who are the bands on this show? And I showed her all of them, and she's like, this is cool, this is cool. But we got to Switching Tongues. She's like, I don't know if I like this. Like, this is, like, pretty weird. And I was like, I know, but the vocals kind of sound like typo negative sometimes, and they're kind of good. And she's like, that's what I was thinking, and I kind of like it too, but I can't decide. And I was like, I know, I feel like I'm going to have to see it to know. Yeah, so, this shit is like... <sighs> Sorry for yawning. It's so, like... It's so goofy. I don't it's, know. It is. It's so goofy, but like, dude, there are some songs that they have that are just so fucking good, and then there are some that I'm just like, wait, what? Like, this? I don't know. Oh, if I remember the first time I heard him, and I was like, yo, this is kind of tight, and people yeah. were like, this is bad. And I was yeah, like, no. yeah. I don't know about seeing him now, though. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm curious. At the very least, I'm excited to see Code Orange uh, and Nicole Dollenganger. I'm I'm a pretty decent fan of, but we'll see. She's kind of a weirdo. Yeah, uh, I'm not really a big fan of Nicole Dollenganger, but like, I'm sure you'll have a good time. I think that like what really draws me to her is that she has a very extremely specific space she's occupying, where it's like. I'm yes. a hot topic girl that's also writing like serial killer shit in a diary, but singing like Emmy Lou Harris and like all of these like old country women. 
And that's a really specific niche, but she does it really well. And I kind of fuck with it. I think it's weird. Like, if someone else tried to start making music like that, I think it would spoil the whole thing. But she has a very unique space right now that she's really owning. And I'm excited to see where she plays into this. Yeah. Like, like she's definitely not like anyone else on that show. So, no. But, like, by that logic, I'm the most excited for her. Because that will probably be the only, like, 20 or 30 minutes where kids aren't killing each other. I don't yeah. know. It's at Bottom Lounge. Every show I've been to there this summer has always had a barricade, but I'm expecting it to get pretty ridiculous in there. Good. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, that's our, our scene report for now. That is the report. Josh, I want to bring up something to you uh, that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Bring it up. So we have the World Cup right yeah. now. The World Cup is in, like... It's in full swing. Well, we're in, you know, we're in group play still, but that's finishing up very soon. Thing I've been seeing a lot lately. Mm-hmm. White dudes walking around in jerseys from African countries. Oh, you know, this is interesting. So, I was just talking about this with somebody in the office the other day, and, uh... Everyone is so stoked on the, what, like the Ethiopia jersey? Nigeria. Nigeria. Everybody loves that Nigeria kit. It's, it's really so sick. It's really cool, yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know if it's so weird, because... I saw, like, a like, dad walking around in a Senegal jersey yesterday, <laughs> and I was like, I don't dude, know about this, man. The Senegal like, coach looks like the hardest dude. He looks so cool. Uh, who? The Senegal coach. I haven't seen the coach. Hold oh, on. check him out, dude. He looks crazy. He looks so cool. Uh, yeah, so living here, I don't know. I don't know how poppin' Denver is for World Cup because I assume it's a lot of white people. Uh, and white people obviously like soccer. No, but. I mean, we care, like, but a lot of people just, like, I see a lot of, like, for sure dudes from, like, the East Coast walking around in Brazil jerseys, and I'm okay, like, you sure yeah. about that, my guy? So, um, I guess the way I'm thinking about this is, like, I don't think America is, like, a powerhouse team when it comes to soccer. Like, No, but if they were in the World Cup, I would absolutely be cheering for them. Well, sure. But, I mean, if they're not, and you still want to have, like, some World Cup fun... I don't really think it's so weird. Like, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's like my favorite football teams aren't from Chicago or Indiana. So, like, whatever. Like, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna pick who I like. I don't think that like an Amer an American rocking like a Brazil or like Mexico or Peru or anything like that. Like, I don't think you need to be ethnocentric with your world World Cup choices. Definitely I, not, but like I think that's honestly. I just see it almost as like an irony thing. I, I don't think know. it's sort of ironic. I was a, uh, I was talking to a dude in the office the other day. He was like a white dude wearing a Brazil jersey, and he's like, "Dude, I've loved like Brazil like since I was a kid. I just think they have great players, whatever." I think that yeah. seems that seems to be the case. I don't know. Well, Brazil, like cheering for Brazil is like cheering for the Yankees, and it's like yeah, yeah, you yeah. grow up in fucking Dallas, Texas, and be a Yankees yeah. fan. That shit happens. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm specifically on the like, like are you for real out here like rocking a Senegal jersey or like a Cameroon jersey because you think it's like ironic and fun as a white guy? I don't know. 
The Nigeria I'm, kid is tight, but, like, I haven't seen anybody rocking the Nigeria kid out here, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, when you see white dudes in the Nigeria kit, it's really bad. Yeah, maybe. Like, they don't... Well, no, they just don't look good in it. It's not, like, a matter of... Oh, well, yeah, it looks yeah. It's like Mountain Dew after dark colors. Like, yeah. it's like Xbox One, like the original Xbox layout colors. Yeah, also the Senegalese coach does look very, very cool. Yeah, very cool looking dude. Um, but... Yeah, man, I don't know. The World Cup's pretty exciting. On my street, it's crazy. So if you go uh, further down Pulaski on my street towards the more, like, uh, Latino area, it's fucking nuts. Like, there are flags out of every window, in every window. Everyone's wearing a jersey. Every day there's a game. Everyone has, like, decked out gear. Dude, it's bonkers. It's so much fun. And I was, like, going to get burritos the other day. Everyone's, like, huddled around a TV. I went to the Cuban spot yesterday to get lunch, and it was during that uh, uh, Germany-Sweden game where Germany got that kick in the last, like, 30 seconds. Shit was bonkers. Yeah, Tony Kroos knocking that shit in in the 95th minute is disgusting. And I I think this World Cup has had some of the most high-level dramatic moments that I've seen in a while. Uh, you know, Ronaldo has scored most, if not all, goals for Portugal at this point. Um, it's wild, man. Dude, it's, it's fun. It's been pretty fun. Because everywhere I go around here has it on, so I can't avoid it anymore. I mean, in Bloomington, nobody really cared. Uh, like, there was, like, one bar that would play soccer, and you'd have yeah, to, like... Yeah, my boys and I cared, but we were just drinking and watching it at the crib. At yeah, but here, it's, like, an active culture. Like, you can just, like, show up somewhere, and it's, like people huddle around tv or like people get yeah, it's drunk on. watching games it's on so it's like hell yeah like it's tight and then like i don't know my neighborhood is like predominantly like latino and like polish white people and like they all care like it's pretty fun i don't know i like mm-hmm. it i fuck so with it who are you cheering for i don't really think i like know enough to pick one team but i just like watching games that people say are going to be good because like i like soccer but i'm not i wouldn't consider myself a soccer head or fan to the level like that i care about like maybe something like the nfl or like the nba like i like basketball and football probably the most but uh and then like baseball and soccer are second tier like i don't know enough about baseball's like back office stuff to like you know be able to talk it I could probably talk it with, like, the NFL and NBA, but, like, I don't know. You know, like, I'm, I'm an amateur, at, like, at soccer and baseball still. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, I like all sports except for football. Well, I like football, but I hate the NFL at this point. That's how I feel, too, where I feel, honestly, more like the sport I'm gravitating towards really enjoying right now is the NBA, but from what Brandon tells me, the NBA is going the way of the NFL. No, so, it's not. I disagree with that entirely, but you, we'll you guys, save you guys, that for a different yeah, time. You guys I need a, to chat that out with Brandon. You guys have um, a podcast about it. No, I think it's interesting, though. I love the NBA. It's definitely the most personable sport. It's getting a little wild, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think it I think it seems fun. I don't know. I, I like watching basketball now as I understand it more. Uh, it's just better. I don't know. There's something about it where it's like a pretty fluid game. You have to respect the amount of games they play. Who knows? Yeah, man. and I think they should play less. But um, 
you know, you're right though. Like it is, uh, it is very fluid and. I go to a lot of hockey games, and I go to less basketball games, but I think I'm going to start going to way more basketball games this year. Um, but, like, when you watch hockey, there's a lot of stoppage. Mm-hmm. And when you watch basketball, there's, like, no real stoppage. It might have stopped for all of 15 seconds, but they're back into it. I think that's, like, why I like it a lot, actually. Yeah. So I I've noticed, like, my growing, like, ire with like the NFL has just been like start stop start stop start stop technical shit well yeah there's like 15 or there's like 5 minutes of actual action in a football game right yeah and like I don't know I feel like I've been pretty into football since I was like a kid but like now I'm kind of like eh, this game's not really like doing it for me anymore right. like there's just not a lot of motion and like I think the athleticism in football is obviously really cool it's cool that you can be big and strong and do football shit but like at the cost of what those guys go through like physically yeah. like there's a part of me that just feels kind of gross watching it cause like yeah, they're, they're that's brain, why I dude, stopped so- watching football because like there were so many concussions and stuff that I was like I can't in good faith keep watching this and supporting a company that's like trotting these dudes out there to get killed all the time well yeah I mean like I don't know. I mean, every sport has its risks. I'm not like you know. But no, like, but this is. It's like football is, is like way pretty worse. bad. Yeah, football is like they're like actively trying to cover up stuff all the time. Uh, well, and then, like, and an ACL tear in basketball is just, it is what it is. It's an ACL tear. You know, yeah, it's not yeah. that like it's not life threatening. It might end your career, but these concussions and stuff like that. It's like this is ruining your brain forever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean. I don't know. NFL, yeah, long-term damage to human bodies. Sure, they get paid pretty well, but, like, I honestly think, what, if you're in the NBA, you probably make more money than an NFL player, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. Honestly, I I would just tell people to start playing basketball. Make more basketball teams. Make it crazier. All right. Make basketball nuts. Or play baseball, where you can just get paid millions of dollars to sit on the bench and just, like, come out, hit a ball, baseball like, three is so, times. like, so good, but also so bad. Baseball is, like, a game of just money. It's not even, like, a game of actual, like, yes. sport. Like, you don't even have to get fit to play baseball. You literally just have to be able to do, like, three things. That's True. it. You have to, like, be able to catch... You have to be able to hit, or you have to be able to throw. And that's it. There are three things that you have to do to be really good at that game. Yeah, man. I don't know. And the fact that you could just get paid millions of dollars to sit on a bench and do one of those three things, or maybe two, that's fine. Honestly, I don't know what draws people to football anymore. If you were an athlete as a child, like, I don't know, did you play sports as a kid? Like, football or anything? Yeah, like what? Uh, what well, drew played, you, Like what drew I, you to football, I, though? I didn't play. Like literally played football for like one season because my friends were playing football. Okay. Um, baseball also played because my friends were playing it. Uh, didn't care after most of my friends stopped playing it. Like I think I stuck it out one more season just because I was good at infielding, but I was really bad at hitting, so. Like, it just wasn't going to work out. Um, soccer, I'm pretty good at. Base, or basketball, I'm way fun. 
Like, it's it's all so much fun for me, and I love playing basketball. I don't know. You were saying you didn't play sports like that growing up, did you? Uh, I, I mean, I played, like, football in middle school, but then, like, I couldn't get big enough for high school. So I played soccer, I ran track, I did cross country, uh, and I stopped doing all of those, like, my senior year because I started doing, like, music stuff with bands because I was like, I don't have time to do sports and then also do athletic shit and I was, or music shit, so I just got heavier into music. Honestly, same trajectory, I feel. Yeah. It happens, man. Uh, what else? What else you got on the docket? I don't know, man. Uh, for people who, uh, don't know, I'm selling art, you can buy it. Shameless self... Damn it, I can't say it. Shameless self-promotion is, uh, hard to get good at and own, but I'm learning. Uh, and you have to be shameless about it. I'm finding out. So, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, dude. Like, shameless self-promotion is so difficult to get into nowadays. It's really In terms of, like, allowing yourself to do it. And then you start doing it, and you're like, oh, this isn't bad at all. Well, I don't know if I agree with that. I, I would say that, like, I, as someone who has been a person who has regularly said often a lot is probably known for saying that's corny that's dumb that's lame it's really hard to put yourself in a position where somebody could say that about you yeah uh and it's definitely a pride thing and it's definitely an ego thing but there is this like aspect of ego death the more i just am like buy this shit it's really cool i'm never gonna make it again so now is the only time you can get it It's sort of like every time someone buys it, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. The ego death, slightly valid, fine. So there is this cool aspect of, like, identity shedding where I was, like, thinking, uh, you know, this sucks to do, whatever. But it's hard. I don't know. I, I pick something that everyone does is the thing. Like, everyone makes art now. Everyone does photography or illustrates or can draw yep. and it's awesome I'm in a world where there's a fuckload of people and they're all doing pretty cool stuff and I I definitely started to find more inspiration in art by being involved in it and finding people who follow me because they like what I do and I mean it's not huge yet by any means but like it's definitely pretty cool I don't know I've enjoyed it because it's definitely like new territory and I feel a little bit more vulnerable doing it than I would with something else like with music when I was making music it's easy to create a mystique to hide behind and it's easy to like set up these barriers where you can just be an asshole musician and no one's gonna bug you because you created that character you know so like with art you can only be yourself and you like no one's gonna believe a mysterious artist anymore is the thing like you can't be like H.R. Geiger anymore you can't be the guy who's like, oh, yeah, like, I only, like, wear these leather suits and, like, biomechanical household items. No one does that. Like, that's weird. You I'm just, trying to do it, but I think you're right. Yeah, you just you just have to be a normal person who will be like, yeah, I made this because this, or, like, 
I like to work with this person because of this. And you just have to, like, keep linking with people and seeing which links work and which don't. Or, like, what style of art works and what doesn't. It's really temperamental. It's kind of fun. I don't expect to get big from it at all. But some people have asked me to do graphic design for their albums or their logos. And it's nice. I'll do it. I just did a logo for a guy the other day. And he loved it. And I was like, okay. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was crazy about it. He was like, his edits that he had for it, uh, I put in. And then I had some things I wanted to do uh, to make it a little more interesting. And he was all for it. So, yeah, he was he was super stoked. He was really cool about it. Great guy to work with. Honestly, I think it came out better than what I thought. Art is weird. I don't know. I like it. It's hard. But it's good. It feels gratifying when it works, even if it's something you're not necessarily feeling like you want to show. And I have a lot of shit that I'm working on that I don't show. Because I'm like, this is weird or different. But Yeah, there's so much where you can't, like, tell anybody anything. Well, yeah, and, like, another thing, too, is, like, I think there's this, like, someone asked me, they were, like, well, like, how would you feel if someone, like, stole your work and used it for something else or, like, copied it? And I would be, like, I don't really think I would care, but, like, I think maybe a little, but at the same time, like, nah, because, like, if you're biting at me and, like, trying to do something like that, uh, maybe I'm onto something, but... I don't know. I don't really think like that. I don't think anyone's, like, going for my shit now. But as someone who's been like, who cares if you steal this and, like, change the color palettes and throw a filter on it and, like, glitch it up and draw on it. It doesn't matter. It's not the same piece. Like, I'm an outspoken advocate of just taking shit you like, remixing it, and releasing it as your own. Because you should. But I think when the tables are turned on me and someone is like, well, what if that happened to your art? I was a little bit like, huh, weird. Um, I don't know. I just think it's all cool. It's a cool world to be in. I don't expect anything from it. And I think because I don't expect anything, it's fine. All right. I don't know. I mean, when you do something creative and it's like your first time really doing it, like, you don't want to expect a lot. I don't know about you, but like, if you were like doing like a photography book or something, you wouldn't like expect it to be like perfectly famous the first time or like so well known you know no you to, probably you to, not you I don't know. if it was if it did take off that would be cool but I think that would be eerie yeah exactly know? so it's like yeah like you know you I would got, feel like a super fucking imposter if I didn't yeah exactly imposter yeah. syndrome is real too because like I've I noticed like a lot of like artists I like and like I don't know like you don't ever just want to, like, immediately be good. Because then it feels wrong. Like, I don't know. There are people I've followed on Instagram for, like, years. And they're just now getting big. And some of them are, like, older people. Like, there's a guy I've followed for, like, three years. And he, like, does a lot of the New Yorker covers or drawings in the New Yorker. And he's, like, 68 years old or something. And his hands, because he's been painting and drawing for so long, aren't steady anymore. And he's like, I don't even know how long I can keep doing this. I've been drawing and painting for years, but now is when I got big and I can't keep working on it. So it's like... It's wild. It's like, fuck, dude. Like, that sucks. But, like, your work is iconic now. Like, it's everywhere. Like, you would would know it, but, like, I don't know, man. That's why it's cool. That's why it's crazy. Sometimes you can get picked up really early and people really love it. Or sometimes 
you can go stale for a few years or whatever. It doesn't matter because there's so much yeah. art on the internet. Yeah, and that's why you just have to keep grinding it out, man. Yeah. I don't know. That's my art bit. For anyone wondering what it's been like for me uh, doing art, it's pretty fucking weird. But thanks for liking it if you do. If you don't, that's also cool. Yeah, I'm stoked to get the prints and... Uh, I'll probably end up framing them when I get back from LA, but that, yeah. That's tight. Yeah, uh, I do have prints for sale for anyone listening. You can go to dogsliveforever.bigcartel.com and you can buy a set of four for 50 bucks, uh, or you can buy an individual for 15, but two of the individual sets ran out, they're gone. So I would just buy a set of four, personally. They're a Damn. little more expensive, but it's cheaper than buying them singles. Bang. There you you go. heard them in. Cool. We should, you want to wrap this up? Yeah, I think we're done here. All, All right. right. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. All right, peace.